Talk Live, and you can dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. All right. You can also, of course, uh, join us on our website where we give you the features for free. Those other talk show hosts, they insist on charging you money for their sites. And I bet you you'll find more for free at freetalklive.com than you'll find in the paid section of those other guys' sites. We're so, a talk radio value. Yeah, darn right. Uh, go ahead and see for yourself and get interactive in various different ways over at freetalklive.com. Of course, uh, we will talk to you about whatever you want. Once again, the number, 800-259-9231. I wanted to start the show out tonight with an email, though, because last night, I don't know if I did a good job communicating. Okay. And I, I thought that the issue that one of the issues that came up last night deserved some more uh, discussion. There was a call that came in last night from somebody uh, named Max uh, in New Hampshire, out uh, on the seacoast of New Hampshire. And the way he opened his call. Now, I haven't reviewed the call, so I'm just going on my memory of the of the call. So it could be that I might I'm not recollecting all correct. Uh, but as I, as I recall, he opened up his call by mentioning something about launching a political campaign, having some sort of a campaign event. And it sounded like he wanted to get people know, to out there to hold signs and right. things like that. For all your listeners on the seacoast, I need to da 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 And that's where I said, well, I don't think that's really inappropriate or something to uh, to that extent. Right. There's a couple of rules here on Free Talk Live. They're, they're not very complicated and they rarely get uh, violated, you know, and basically they are one call per night, one call per night. Um, you know, we don't do shout outs, meaning that we don't, you know, you can't. Hey! just want to say hi to Susie in Tampa, my friend. Hey, Susie. Yeah, I don't want to, we don't do that. <laughs> we don't do birthday wishes. Yeah. Yo, hey, I'm you know calling in. Want to say to uh, Shadow Warrior, hey, uh, happy big 41st. We right. don't do it. Um, and, uh, you know, another one is sort of local campaigns. Yeah, exactly. And especially, you know, if you're going to have a local event that say, Civil, any local event. Civil disobedience oriented? No, we talk about things like, uh, you know, the people that are doing things in Orlando. And well, if it's newsworthy, right? Okay, so then we're talking about newsworthy stuff, like in Orlando. people doing campaigns do consider their campaigns to of be newsworthy. Of course they do. And what you've got to understand that is that a campaign in and of itself isn't newsworthy. Yeah. There, uh, there are campaigns going on all over America, Every and year. there are libertarians running for them. Do you have a better chance than they do? Gosh, I hope so. If you're in New Hampshire, I think you do have a better chance of winning than the average libertarian that's running for mosquito control or dog catcher um, in Poughkeepsie. Yeah, and I, I tried to give him the chance to sort of salvage uh, the call by— And I thought he did, kind of. Well, I mean, a little bit, but it wasn't really too persuasive. I said, well, what is it about your situation, your campaign, your, your scene that is so worthy of attention on an international show? Why would somebody in boring Oregon care— about your campaign in the seacoast of New Hampshire. And they gave him the chance to at least try to pitch us on, you know, keeping him on the line for a short bit, uh, because my first inclination was to just disconnect the call, but uh, I wanted to make sure we had a... You know, a we bit, know Max. We're, a little, we're I, a little more fair. Actually, I don't know Max. I've, I've, I don't think I've ever... Well, I've maybe met I've met him once. He's advertised on the show, and I've met him. Okay. Right, maybe I've met him in the past, I did, but he lives way over in the seacoast, and it's like a whole other world away, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but I don't care. It doesn't matter that I know Max. It doesn't matter if it's a call that came from. Sure, New it's Hampshire. about the, it's about the show and creating a, a listenable show. Yeah. So 
I wanted to share an, an email here that came in about this. It's from a guy named Charlie. And he writes, It's my first day in New Hampshire and was a very happy one until the last segment of Free Talk Live. When you suddenly dismissed another free stater and his type of activism, it floored me. Dennis Goddard has just finished a long conversation about the Free State Project, state reps, and the status of liberty-oriented legislation when it occurred to me that a call from a prospective FSP rep would be not only relevant, but would enforce the image or reinforce the image of commonality and cause and unity of purpose. We all claim to want liberty in our lifetimes. Yes, I'm the one that encouraged Max to call. Although I don't necessarily condone working within the system, I would prefer to have someone who was liberty-minded inside hobbling and running interference, thereby intensifying the effect on the outside activists. It seems to me that the cops wouldn't be there to beat down innocent folks if there's no paycheck or pension promised in return. Those things could be curtailed from within. Now, he goes on, but what I find interesting is that, and I suggested later on that he just take a break and come back to this email in you know several hours because it was late night when this came in. I said, just come back in the morning and, and read this again. After I'd explained myself once, he kind of came back uh, to me. And I said, well, just take a break, come back later and, and, and think about this. Uh, but I didn't dismiss his type of activism. Like yeah, I said, I didn't feel like that happened either. No, like he said, we had just finished talking with Dennis Goddard about all kinds of political successes and potentials uh, for success well, here in New Hampshire. And I'm going to be running for an office come uh, next year uh, really? in the election. Yeah, I intend to run for um, a state, uh, you know, a state party position. Not not oh, like within a, a political party. Within a party, but it's still voted on in the election. And hmm. I'm not going to use this as a platform from which to get elected. I mean, yeah. you know, so and and that is not a dismissal of the electoral process or people mm-hmm. that use it, um, you know, in order to you know gain positions from which they can uh, use as podiums to talk about liberty. Right now, Julia ran for uh, political office early on. I was just going to say that actually, and I don't. We didn't use uh, the show at all to to uh, and talk about my campaign, except that there was a couple of newsworthy things that had happened. Exactly. Like when the attorney genital threatened you with seven years in prison for offering to give your paycheck to the voters. That's correct. So that's newsworthy. That's something that I said, well, you know, look, Max, if something newsworthy happens with your campaign, come on, call in, let us know what that is, why it is that people should know about what's going on with your campaign. It's something that's exceptional, something that sets your campaign apart, something that other candidates perhaps around the country and around the world could look to and, and perhaps be inspired by as far as, wow, you know, I did some civil disobedience or I was threatened by the attorney general or something, not just I'm running a campaign. Uh, so... So it wasn't a rejection of the political process in any way, shape, or form. I support whatever activism it's, is possible. It's just a support of our normal formatics on Free Talk Live. Yeah, exactly. It's just good radio. That's, uh, that's all it is. Uh, because c- could you imagine, as I suggested to him, could you imagine if this became a habit of people? Oh, well, I can just call and talk about my political campaign. So, like, somebody's calling from Oregon. People have done this on a pretty regular basis, and sometimes we'll try to salvage the call by uh, seeing what they've got to say on some issues, and other times, you know... Well, usually it's more fun when you're dealing with somebody who calls up and says, I want to run for president. Well, then you've got a a more national-level call. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, what do you want to run for president for? (laughs) Okay, Skippy, Uh tell me about your president, Uh you know, that kind of thing. So then you can have more fun with, uh, with something like that. 
And so I don't reject the political system. I have nothing. I hope Max wins. I ran for political office myself once. I ran as a nobody candidate, but and I might do it again, actually. Uh, but, you know, that's anyway, that aside. Let me continue with uh, Charles. So he says that he was the one that encouraged Max to call. He thought that, uh, you know, he's a free stater, and so therefore, you know, we should be solidarity, etc. He says, I don't know if it's my jet lag or if well, I might wait, be interpreting. Wait, on this solidarity issue, we have uh, dealt with in the past people wanting to talk about New Hampshire news a great deal on this show. And the thing that needs to be understood is this isn't a New Hampshire-based sh- – I mean, it's you know, we're based in New Hampshire, but this isn't a New Hampshire show about not, New Hampshire. It's not a New, Hamp- New Hampshire-oriented show. Nor is it intended to be a uh, you know an outreach uh, you know program for to, to, to get people to move to New Hampshire as much as it is an entertainment program for everybody who can then get an opportunity to see what's going on in the free, in, in the yeah. free state project. You're going to hear about stuff, stuff that's newsworthy. We're going to talk about things that are happening in New Hampshire because we can't avoid that. We live here and we're active here and we're doing things. And sometimes sometimes things happen here that need to be heard about, like the eight people that were arrested in Manchester a couple of weeks ago for chalking. We'll talk about that stuff because it's newsworthy. But if, if people go out and they, uh, you know, they, they chalk and nothing happens, then that's not really worth talking about. That's not that newsworthy. 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up what you want, but it's got to be conversational. It's free talk. So you've got bitcoins. We've been talking about them here on the show. Lots of people have been buying them recently. The popularity has been surging. But what can you do with them? Well, you can spend them, and you can spend them on all your everyday needs at ftl.spendbitcoins.com. Through ftl.spendbitcoins.com, you can purchase all the stuff you need with your bitcoins. Why have bitcoins if you can't spend them? So spend them if you've got them. That's FTL, as in freetalklive.spendbitcoins.com. FTL.spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you'd like, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, and you can enjoy them, including news updates. Go ahead and get signed up. Follow us via email or Twitter or Facebook, whichever works best for you, or more than one if you'd like. They're all free, of course. Just go to news.freetalklive.com to get signed up for any of them. That's news.freetalklive.com. Have you ever been the victim of an injustice and then decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too expensive? Jurisdictionary.com is the course for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. Until you know those rules, you're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. It, work, it costs less than an hour with any good attorney, and the four-CD course is so easy, the average eighth grader can learn it in a weekend. Visit Jurisdictionary.com, and there you can download the free tools they have there for you, the, the free legal flow chart, the free weekly t- tips and tactics newsletters. Use the free legal dictionary, watch the free videos, then... By the course. Jurisdictionary.com. Remember to use the pull-down menu when you check out to let them know that you heard it from Free Talk Live. Jurisdictionary.com. We're going to jump into your phone calls here in just a moment. In the middle of an email, though, that we started up from Charlie, who's a brand new mover to New Hampshire as part of the uh, the Free State Project. I believe he actually moved up from Maui. So, huge move. That's about the longest move that uh, that you can make to, uh, Pretty to come close. to New Hampshire. 
maybe accepting Australia. And so uh, I wanted to get his thoughts out about a call that came in last night that we I thought I explained pretty well at the time, but Charlie was pretty upset still uh, about it. Yeah, and, I don't think that the, the the intent was there to upset anyone, but try to imagine the situation when you get a call in what it's like sitting on the other side, you know, step into the shoes here. What what's it like when you get a call in? You got a nationally syndicated show. You've kind of decided that you're not going to let people call in from around the country or even New Hampshire to talk about their political campaigns unless their political campaigns are in some way newsworthy. And in the same way, I don't what want do you to, do? Yeah, in the same way, I don't want to hear about you know Mildred's 100th birthday party uh, that's you happening. know 100th birthday at you know at least you know hey 100th birthday that that almost newsworthy it, right almost not not so much these days but. Um, anyway, my point being that uh, we just can't tolerate that because it, this show's about entertaining listeners and continue, getting a listener to continue to listen and not punching out on their dial and going somewhere else. Or, of course, does anybody use a dial anymore? It's kind of this antiquated term that people still reference. Punching the, a button uh, on their dashboard and, uh, and jumping somewhere else. We don't want that to happen. Uh, we want people to keep listening to Free Talk Live for multiple reasons. But number one, so uh, the ra- radio stations that are great stations that are carrying this show can continue to carry this show uh, and you know continue to entertain their listeners so their listeners stay listening to them so they can stay in business. And if the radio stations stay in business and Free Talk Live stays on those stations, then by proxy, Free Talk Live and the message of Free Talk Live, which is a liberty-oriented message, will reach more ears. But that's not going to happen if somebody calling in talking about their political campaign, if there's nothing newsworthy to discuss. So Charles continues here and he says, I don't know if it's my jet lag or if I might be interpreting something incorrectly, but what I'm feeling now is a great deal of discouragement. It's an overwhelming enough task to oppose the very well-funded, equipped and violent state, but to have to fight your fellow activists at the same time is nigh on impossible. Max is the only one who stepped up and offered me any assistance when I announced my intention to move and my impending arrival. After spending some time with him, I believe that Although his type of activism might not be the same as mine or yours, which isn't true. I do political activism, too. I, I try to do as much as possible. Max is at the State House on a pretty regular basis. I mean, he takes, it, he takes it very seriously. He is, in fact, sincere and could have a dampening effect on the state from the inside. I don't deny all that. And good for him. I'm not sure what to do at this moment. I didn't realize there was such a rift. There's not. There no is rift. no rift. The, the rift, if there's a rift, is in the minds of some individuals. I'm not going to go and say Max is one of these people that has that particular mindset. I know at one time he was not so friendly towards uh, the outside the system activism. He may have changed his mind at this time. I'm not going to go out I think on we've that. All, I've, we've all been there to some extent. I certainly was uh, unfriendly to the ac- outside the system activism. But most people get along. Most people mix their activism. Most yeah. people support different types of activism. That's what so happens. there is no rift. I don't know what he's talking about. He, and he finally says, after traveling 6,000 miles to be here and leaving a great deal that I love behind, all I feel is disappointment and dismay. Now, I hope that you didn't travel 6,000 miles to come to New Hampshire to uproot your life from whence you come. Uh, I, I hope you didn't do all that just to be scared away by a disagreement that you have with a radio show. Free Talk Live is not the culmination, the apex of uh, all that is Free State. We do a a radio program. We're here because of the Free State Project. We moved to New Hampshire because of this movement of liberty-minded people that are coming here to get active. But if the idea that there's some level of conflict – look, there's not a level – there's no conflict here. You've misperceived uh, what it is that uh, that you heard. And you know what? Maybe 
we're wrong. Maybe we should have had let Max talk. Maybe that's the case. No, that would have opened a Pandora's that, well, I, box. I'm just saying. It's, it's possible, right? Though I mean, it's possible that we're wrong, and we should have let him talk. However, that doesn't mean that we're just wrong. That doesn't mean that we're evil. It doesn't mean we hate Max. It doesn't mean that we're you know disagreeing with his type of activism. It doesn't mean any of those it's things. It's a radio programming decision. It means decision. we have a policy that yeah. is um, that we don't let lo- people running local campaigns call in and talk about their campaigns. And we you know generally you know it's it's this is not a platform for people to call in and talk about their campaigns. Right. In the same way that if you're launching a new business in your local area, I don't really. Hey, come on down yeah. to Chuck's Hot Dog Stand. We support liberty. Yeah. It's, I'm sorry. I would say if this was a local radio station or a radio show like Keene, New Hampshire, sure. Justin Keene, then somebody from Keene could call about those things. Then That's the works. kind of thing that yep. you hear on on local radio. Right. Then it's a community oriented kind of show and it, the signal doesn't go beyond the community, etc. And so he says uh, so he's feeling disappointment and dismay. And look. Uh, it's not all roses up here in New Hampshire. This is a movement full of people. Even if there was a rift, and there's not, but even if there was a rift, there are people who disagree with one another. There are people who don't get along with one another. There are, uh, you know, a thousand liberty-minded people here, at least, that, I, uh, that I'm aware of as part of the Free State Project. There are 10,000 plus, almost 11,000 have pledged to make the move to New Hampshire. It's inevitable that some of those folks aren't going to get along with one another. I mean, I would love to just have everything just be all peachy keen between everybody who's here, but to to try to propagate that idea would be to mislead. And if we have misled someone in that area, then I sincerely apologize. But I'm pretty sure we've said on, in the past, look, this is a movement of human beings, and there are disagreements between human beings. And Free Talk Live's goal is perhaps to get people to move to New Hampshire for the Free State Project, to some extent. Not the only goal, but one of the goals is to get them to move to New Hampshire for that purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the the question one has to ask, and maybe we're wrong on this, is was Max's call going to be beneficial to that end? It doesn't matter because that's not the main purpose of Free Talk Live. And this is what is misunderstood. Well, the it's, main purpose is to entertain. The main purpose is to entertain our But if it's not entertaining, audience. then people won't move, right? 1-800-259-9231. Let's talk to Ken listening in Minnesota. Ken, you're on Free Talk Live listening to WNMT. Hey, guys, what's up? Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Ken? I want to talk I was wanted to talk to you guys about the, you guys just a few days ago. My friend and I have been listening, building some stuff in the garage. You were talking about the bitcoins and the Silk Road. Ah, the Silk Road Marketplace, the underground yes. drug buyer's paradise, uh, anonymous, yes. available on the internet. I want you to stick with us. We're going to come back and talk about the Bitcoin and Silk Road, and we'll uh, bring back uh, more of you in a moment, Ken. This is Free Talk Live at 800-259-9231. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. This is Free Talk Live. We invite you to take control of these airwaves, 800-259-9231, SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there for free, so enjoy those on us. 
Once again, freetalklive.com, and the features, by the way, include listening options. Live streams, we've got them around the clock. The latest episode of Free Talk Live is available to you via broadband or dial-up flavored connections over at listen.freetalklive.com. You'll also get a list of our 103-ish radio stations, soon to be uh, more than that over there and find out when those uh, radio stations air the show throughout the week. Our satellite listening options are listed as well, including XM Satellite Radio. Got two channels up there, uh, plus the free-to-air satellite channel, uh, which we're about to renew, by the way. It's been our first full year almost up on the uh, the free-to-air satellite world, and I think it's been I think it's been worth it. I know that, that there's... Have we gotten any response from anybody who listens on it? Not directly beyond the fact that uh, that we have gotten a response from at least one radio station that picks us up uh, from the free to air satellite channel. Okay. So as far as I'm concerned, a station or two that's probably that probably makes it worth it. So uh, webcam and listen lines, uh, you can go and listen in in various different ways. The listen lines allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance. So go to listen.freetalklive.com. You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know a new currency will take its place at some point. Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor? Bitcoins, they're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world, and their value seems to only be increasing day by day. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins are going up. WeUseCoins.org. You can find out more about uh, Bitcoins by going there. It's WeUseCoins.org. So we continue with you and your phone calls. Ken is in Minnesota listening to WNMT. Hello, Ken. Go ahead with your thoughts. Hey, how are you guys doing? Just super. Oh, I want to talk about this uh, Silk Road and Bitcoins. I yeah. heard about it on your guys' station. What That was earlier this week or last week, I think. Yeah, Silk Road um, is an anonymous so, marketplace where uh, people have to use Tor, which is an anonymizing service on the Internet, to reach what they call hidden services. Uh, they're not really websites, I guess, because they're not public. Uh, but uh, then you go to – or they're not on the public web. So you go through this anonymizing service to the Silk Road marketplace where you can then use Bitcoins, which is a mostly anonymized currency, uh, decentralized currency, that uh, you can then use those your Bitcoins to purchase all kinds of things that you normally can't find in your local grocery store including uh, illegal drugs. All right. Well, after I heard about it, I spent about three and a half hours, maybe it was about two and a half hours. I finally got on, figured everything out. And uh, yes, there is as much as they'd say, but with the Bitcoins, I wouldn't say they're exactly anonymous being the fact that you have to tie a checking account or savings account to it, which would tie your name to it. No, you don't. I'm all found away. Oh, this, okay. No. Maybe you don't. No, if okay. you want to get uh, Bitcoins, uh, there are various different ways to get them. Um, you can purchase Bitcoins uh, by, for instance, going through different Bitcoin, I don't know what you call them, repositories or transfer stations. I don't know what the, the right word is for it, but there's like mtgox.com uh, that you can purchase Bitcoins with U.S. dollars or other forms of currency through certain websites like that. And then at that point, you've got Bitcoins in an account. Once uh, once you have the Bitcoins, you can send them anywhere you want to, including to another account that is owned by you, which nobody knows it's owned by you, uh, with uh, pretty much complete anon- anonymity. Some people say that the anonymity of the Bitcoin is in question, uh, but if you take the right pr- precautions, uh, you can be totally anonymous. Like, for instance, mybitcoin.com, you can go there and open up an account. With no identifying information whatsoever. They just ask you for a username and a, and a password. 
uh, pretty much. And, and, you know, you could put a throwaway email address in there, which you can get at uh, various different locations. And if you're doing all of this Bitcoin stuff from within Tor, the anonymizing network, then nobody can trace your IP address when you go to these websites. So even if you have Bitcoins in an account that's that, you know, you've connected to a PayPal account or something like that, you just take those Bitcoins out of that account and you transfer them to another account that doesn't have any of that stuff on it. All right. Um, but the only problem I can find with, uh, with uh, saying anything over the air, I'm on the radio myself, so mm. anything that goes over the air just almost encourages others to use it. Um, I'm not going to directly try to try to blame you for me wanting to go on the Silk Road because of my own habits. But uh, um, with with just talking about it, it can almost it's almost like you'll be able to gain enough attention to shut down these networks that may necessarily not even be really violating too much, seeing that uh, war on drugs is kind of a phony thing. I see where you're coming from, the concern being that by simply promoting the idea of the Silk Road market, that it could put it in jeopardy. Um, and certainly Free Talk Live was it's one It's only the- going to be in jeopardy when people know when enough people know about it. I mean, that much yeah. is true. And uh, all and we're doing, po- you know, he, they could never get any take, kind it of... Does. What's that? It does take a, uh, uh, some computer knowledge to get to there. That much is true. So, yeah, certainly, to, there's no you doubt. Have to but do a lot of stuff. <laughs> they can they can get the notoriety through you know Free Talk Live, or they can get it someplace else. They're gonna if you know they're if they get it, that at some point or another they're gonna get enough notoriety that somebody's gonna come after them. It was the Gawker.com article that recently really right. set off the politicians on the you know the chase after the Bitcoin and after the Silk Road. And there's no way to you know keep this cat in the bag so to speak it's an idea that it's i think it's brilliant and people are recognizing that and they're talking about it and i'm not a i'm not a i'm not sad that i talked about it on the air the silk road folks uh know that i did because i went over and i posted it over at the bitcoin.org forums and the silk road guy is there or whoever they are they're there they have an account there and they basically were grateful uh for the attention that so you know whatever they're willing to take that risk. Obviously, they went out and they, they you know they publicly advertised their website on the internet, and that means that somebody's going to start talking. And uh, I think that uh, they're incredibly heroic. That's what we talkers do. Yeah. Anything else you, you want to share? With, uh, you, what do you think with the U.S. Patriot Act? You know, especially with uh, their phenomenally known to violate uh, privacy. With uh, say someone's just uh, googling. The Silk Road on their search. Do you think that the feds are going to start cracking down? Oh no! I, I mean, to, to think that the feds are eyeballing Google searches and then going and you know, doing something to folks based on the fact that they're looking for information about something. There's lots of far like out. drug forums and things like that. So <laughs> you could buy by that on the logic, internet. yeah, by that logic, you should be very like afraid to go to drug drug forums and stuff like that. How and many people are on the blue light forums? A lot. It's pr- thousands, right? Uh, yeah, it's a very, very, very yeah, big internet forum. There you go. Exactly right. So I wouldn't be too concerned about it. But if you are, then you know, don't buy anything there and, and don't go there. I, I, can t- I can tell you it's been open for several months now, and uh, there have been people with some real positive experiences uh, going and, and purchasing product through there because of the competitive aspect of it. And thank you for the call tonight. I, I do appreciate you calling in and bringing that up. And it was the Silk Road Marketplace that really got me excited about the Bitcoin. It really helped me catch the vision for what 
how useful Bitcoin can be. What it can do. Right. I mean, it's not just your average currency. This is a very special currency that has the ability to, you know, help people be anonymous and purchase well, In the same way things. cash does. You can transfer cash hand to hand, but in the, on the internet world, you can't do that. It's well, better than cash because in, in the, you know, in, in the real world, in order to be anonymous with a cash transaction, you'd have to be in a black cloak and, you know, have a balaclava on or something like that. You know, somebody could follow you to the place where you're doing your cash transaction. But with the Bitcoin, if you're running through Tor, then you're completely obscured. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's talk to Steve in Mississippi. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live. The and Julia and Mark. Hey, yeah. what's going on? Hey, uh, Steve. Yeah, so earlier you mentioned, uh, or Julia mentioned, uh, that she did uh, a run. Uh, for a local office, and it really blew my mind. Really? You tried to give your paycheck back to the voters, and you were threatened with jail time? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I was. Actually, they called me at my work. I was I was training for a, a promotion that I'd, that I'd gotten. They, they called me at my work, which was about an hour away from here, and they, they uh, gave me a cease and desist order and told me that if I gave out any more of my flyers that they were going to put me in jail for seven years. Well, what what exactly did you tell your voters? I mean, you were just going to give them back, like, like evenly distributed amongst the voters? Or? Steve, we'll answer that here in a moment. Stick with us, so we'll bring more back with Steve and your thoughts as well. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything to control Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, bring up anything you want at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website. We give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. And if you like the program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can support us by shopping with our affiliate links over at Shop. .freetalklive.com. You'll find a link there, actually a few links, to Amazon, different Amazons around the world. You click into the appropriate Amazon for your country, and Free Talk Live will, at that point, when you check out, uh, Free Talk Live will be given a portion of the profits. Now, there's the trick is there's no indicator. When you, when you check out, it'd be nice if Amazon put a little percentage indicator and said, all right, well, here's what Free Talk Live is getting. Ka-ching. But they don't do that. So you just have to know that when you click through our links at shop.freetalklive.com, that... Free Talk Live will get a cut. And it's the same great Amazon, same great prices, same huge selection, and great customer service. You know Amazon. This just allows you to shop through our portal, which they then reward us for sending them the business. So please go and shop as much as you want over at shop.freetalklive.com. Get the stuff you need, the stuff you want, and feel good because you're helping the show at the same time. Shop.freetalklive.com. Back to Steve, listening in Mississippi. Steve, you're back on Free Talk Live. You were asking Julia about her experience. What was it, back in 2007, I think? 
Um, maybe 2006, actually. I couldn't have been 2006, because we got here in Labor Day of, uh, of 06. Was it six? Okay, then it was 2007. It would have been too, it would have been too late what? to run for any office. But uh, Julia was threatened by the what attorney general. What are you running for? City council. Yeah, and she, she had promised to oh, give okay. some money uh, to the voters. And Steve, you'd asked the question before the break of exactly what, what did you say to, what promise did you make, Julia, that right. was so upsetting to the attorney general? The city council members in Keene here get paid $2,000 a year for... For, and it was a four-year position, so I was going to be getting a paycheck for $500 every quarter. So I said that anybody who voted in Keene, basically, I was going to draw a name out and give a paycheck away to anybody. It didn't. I would obviously not have any clue who voted like for lottery. me. Okay. Yeah. Um, and basically, somebody anonymous, which was probably either my uh, opponent or one of his friends, but... Some anonymous person reported me, and and they said that um, it was illegal to bribe the voters, which is ironic because all politicians do is make promises to get voted, yeah. and and it wasn't even it's illegal to bribe them with your own money. There was actually um, the my opponent was quoted in the newspaper after that for saying that it wasn't my it wouldn't have been my money to give away, which is ludicrous. That doesn't make what the any sense kind of at sense all. Does that make? Well, what if you, what if you gave it back equally to each voter? We thought about that, and it just wasn't. It was so small of an amount that yeah. it. You know what I mean? It was like plus cents. that would still fall into the category of uh, bribing voters that they were you know complaining about in the first place. Apparently, to bribe voters, you must use taxpayer money and not paychecks that you get from taxpayer money. Well, well, what if you give the money back to the city council? Why don't you write them a letter? <laughs> I, I could have done that, but I, when and actually, if I would have you done know. it, they, if I would have said that, they probably wouldn't have come after me. But I didn't want them to. I mean, I didn't want to give the money to the right. back yeah. to the government. Right? No, I mean, they, what are they going to do with it? it Nothing anyway. good. Go ahead, Steve. All right. No, what were you saying, Steve? Well, all, the only other thing I have to say is uh, Ron Paul, twenty twelve. Thanks, dude. Appreciate the call tonight at 800-259-9231. Now, after the threat came down, didn't you end up modifying the plan to uh, basically be that you were going to give the money to a charity, a local charity? Right. But we had flyers printed up, and it said that, and we couldn't distribute any more of the flyers right, anymore. Right, kind of put a kibosh on the right. campaign. And right, the campaign was at, at that point up to a It was almost point. over, I yeah. think, at that point in time. So they came in pretty late with that, but yep. but it was yeah. pretty shocking. And this is the thing. is you, you you come up with an idea. You imagine, hey, this is a fine idea. We can uh, take care of one right. of the, the money injustices anyway. in the system and you know give some of these people their money back and all that kind of thing. And, and I understand the callers, uh, you know, well, what about this? What about that? I, I get it. But we don't have any answers here. This is them and the way they interpret the rules. They could have just as easily told Julia, you can't make any campaign promises. It's bribery. And, you know, what are we going to do about it? Right. What are you going to do? I then th- I think the idea was just so that some of the taxpayers could get their money back. Because I ran a campaign where I was pretty open about wanting to scale back government. I mean, it mm-hmm. was I was very open about that. Your toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it was such a distasteful situation to you. Uh, you had run with the, the best of intentions of, of getting out there, getting the ideas of freedom out there. Uh, maybe, oh, you didn't, I don't think you expected to win. No. But you I ended did, up getting like 20 plus percent of the vote. Yeah, it was like 23 and a half or something like that percent of the vote. So Not it bad was, for a first timer, not bad for somebody who's never been uh, in, active in politics and somebody who's new to the area as well. We also, we spent very, very little money on my campaign. And yeah, I just don't know if you flyers, remember, right? I got some flack for this, but I did not dress up in any way. I was not 
I didn't do the phony politician thing mm. where I wear nice outfits. Put I on wore a suit. jeans. Yep. I, yeah. And and I actually got some plaque for that. But but my campaign was was based on the fact that I was a regular person. Not from where a did that flag come? Was it from people in the movement? Um, I get, I definitely got some some emails. I remember where people would say, "You need to be if you want to win, you need to be dressing up," which from it wasn't where? necessarily Ooh. about from Free Talk Live listeners. Okay. It wasn't necessarily about winning at all. I, I, if we're being honest, I didn't want to well, win. Hey, look at all those. Look, I ran a campaign in uh, Sarasota, Florida, as a campaign manager for a state house can, uh, candidate down there, and this is the kind of guy who would do that. He would go put on the suit and tie, and he'd go and speak, and you know, do what a politician's supposed to do. And he got what three percent or well, something he like ran that as a libertarian. A three-way this race, was a, an undeclared race. Yes, this was race. not. A party, so was this I a mean, three that makes ways, a three-way race. It was only me Two. and the right. yeah. So I mean, I think that there there's points to be made that the chances if uh, of getting elected increase with uh, sort of business attire. I'd have liked to have seen how much worse he'd have done had he just worn you know collared shirt. I don't think and he would have done any worse. And I wonder how much worse. better I would have done if I had dressed up. Yeah. The biggest problem with Bill Van Allen's campaign was that he had an L-I-B behind his name, and he didn't have an R-E-P or a D-E-M. Okay? Like, Bill Van Allen could have worn a pimp outfit, and it probably <laughs> wouldn't have changed his uh, voting by, by much more than a tenth of a percent. So I, I don't think you can change that conclusion. It is a, it's a universal truth that people generally judge people by their attire and that their looks. So you you can take that one to the bank. Now, Julia said she didn't want to win. I understand why you wouldn't want to win. I, I went to it. some of those meetings. It was torture. Just the very fact that she ran was groundbreaking, and I thank her she for that. She didn't look like a slob, though. She wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't uh, unkempt no, she wasn't. In, uh, in her appearance. However, I think there are a group of people out there, like me, who appreciate real people, and those I, people are never approached by these people that are pandering by going to this kind of suit-wearing uh, politician aspect. I, I think, just based on what people said to me outside of the polls, I definitely got a lot of commentary that where people appreciated my spirit and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and I got a couple... One lady thought that I was just like Dennis Kucinich, so I think that the fact that I sort of stood out as a yeah. candidate definitely helped my helped my um my results i didn't like i said i didn't want to win so not really toll free number 800-259-9231 let's continue here bill is listening in tennessee bill where are you in tennessee bill in tennessee hey how are you doing hey bill where are you calling from i'm calling from tennessee oh is that right where are you in tennessee i'm in jackson okay so you're listening to the tj network go ahead with your thoughts bill uh, I was thinking that, you know, Ron Paul would keep running for president, but he really ain't that great of a president. I don't know why people like him. Well, he's never been president uh, before, so I guess, you know, you could say it's true that he's not a great president because he's never been one. Um, but I, I guess I'm a little confused as to what you're saying. Well, he supports that marijuana and that stuff's highly addictive. I don't want my kids trying to go out and be able to get it that easy. Going to some kind of dispensary. Are you for real? Be able to get it for money. Is yes. this a real I'm call? Real. Do you really yes. believe that, Ron? I don't yes. think supports. I'm sorry. I, I don't think Ron Paul supports the use of uh, drugs, but he supports the ability, the freedom of an individual to choose what to do with their own body. Do you sir. think that marijuana? Did he just hang up? On I us? don't. It sounded like a disconnect. Are you still there? Yeah. 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 He's gone. 
Go ahead. We'll ask, ask your question, though. Do Mark, you really think in real life that marijuana is more addictive than alcohol, <laughs> cigarettes, or caffeine? I mean, yeah. is it more mind-altering than alcohol? I no way believe in hell. that alcohol is one of the hardest drugs out there. Alcohol is I incredibly hard. I fully believe hard. that. Anything, by every definition of a hard drug. Everything that you can say bad about a drug, any drug, you can say is worse about the three drugs that uh, you know are legal over the counter: caffeine, al- uh, alcohol, and tobacco. And don't forget all the other minor drugs that are in like the uh, the five hour energy and things like that: gu- guarana and uh, yahimbi root and all these th- these other things. If you want to call those drugs, they're extracts. Uh, you know these things. <laughs> there's any any of these drugs. Marijuana highly addictive. Marijuana's not addictive. You may have an addictive personality. And you may get addicted to eating a bowl of ice cream every night, but that doesn't make ice cream addictive. Toll free number 1-800-259-9231. Ice cream. I like the uh, Butterfinger variety. Favorite ice cream, Julia? Vanilla. What? (laughs) I'd have to go cookies and cream or mint chocolate chip. It's a toss-up. More coming up. Liberty Maniacs is the largest online Liberty brand. Featured the most comprehensive selection of original posters, stickers, apparel, embroidered hats, and over 100 different products from around the world. From hilarious satire to hard-hitting artistic commentary, Liberty Maniacs is devoted to outfitting the Liberty movement with intelligent, eye-catching, and fashionable gear that expresses your personal dedication to Liberty. Best of all, Liberty Maniacs offers a no-hassle, money-back guarantee on all products. LibertyManiacs.com. Wear something worth saying. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program. We invite you to take control of the airwaves and bring up anything that you want. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there. Totally free. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. Uh, All right. 800-259-9231. We're going to jump right back into your phone calls about what you want, and then Julia is going to tell us about prohibition and the state, uh, the government people's def- defense of prohibition. We'll get into that here in a bit. Mark's shaking his head. I'm not sure why. Take your hand off that live oh, read. Okay. It's not time for the live read. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> anyway, we continue here. Uh, I thought you were... Anyway, moving on. Let's talk to Jess listening in Idaho. Jess, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, guys. How are you doing? Hey, Jess. What's on your mind? Hey, I'm calling about the uh, recent story about the uh, Bart cop that had just been released on charges or, I mean, at least sent back to duty on uh, because he shot a man in the head. Wait a minute. I don't think he's going back on no, duty. No, no. He? He's been, as I understand it, um, and I've, I've read one story on it, is that he has been released from his prison for his sentence. It was a two-year oh. sentence. It was a two-year sentence, um, and for an involuntary manslaughter. I didn't mean to pull my gun out, hold it to the back of this man's head, and execute him on the floor of the subway in Los Angeles. When, Oops! Uh, it was at uh, San Francisco. Bart, yeah, the San Francisco okay. Bay Area uh, Bart, Transit. In fact, I in- intended to use my taser for this handcuffed guy. Maybe, maybe that's where I misunderstood. I just saw a short little snippet on uh, Adam Kokesh's uh, Facebook that uh, had stated that you know he's he's free to walk the streets. So yeah, I mean, I mean they let a murderer I, uh, they let a murderer out after eleven months. Okay, wow, um, what a deal! You know, mm-hmm. 
I, I, I do want to say um, I've I've had numerous arguments with people, you know, over the chat and and stuff like that. I I am a bounty hunter. Uh, I am you know libertarian oriented, mm-hmm. but um, a, a person like myself. I have worn a duty belt. I do know where all my tools are. I do know that my gun goes on my right, my taser's on my left, my handcuffs are on my back, and, and, and everything else. I mean, I know where, where my pepper spray is. I know where my baton is. Um, just as a carpenter knows where his hammer is, knows where his tape is, knows where his nails are, everything else. So that excuse is frankly, BS. Isn't, a, isn't it a smart thing to... Now, I'm not saying that the, the cops would do something like this, but isn't it usually a smart thing to do if you are one who carries a gun for that sort of purpose, you use, perhaps might use it as a, a portion of your job? Wouldn't it be wise to run through drills as far as drawing your weapon? I mean, I remember uh, hearing people suggest that one stand in front of a mirror and practice drawing, obviously with no bullets in the chamber or anything like that, but just, just over and over, practice kind of this reflexive draw so you can be as uh, as good as you possibly can when the time comes. You don't have to think about what it is you're doing. It's just a reflexive action on your part. Oh, of course, sir. And and, and uh, as I've said, I mean, I've, I've been in this well, I mean, I haven't said yet. I've been in this line of work for a number of years and um, when I am facing a certain situation, I think about what tool I need and I grab that tool and I know exactly where to grab that tool. Do you think that the handle of, like, for instance, the handle of the taser versus the handle of the firearm, wouldn't that also kind of be a heads up? Like when you're grabbing at the taser, wouldn't it feel different? Isn't it molded differently? It could it, it could be a heads up, but I mean, also added to that, um, they're different. They're different weights. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the taser is actually a lot lighter than the handgun is. is. Yeah, you know, um, I think that this is what what I feel happens in this circumstance is that the jury gave them, uh, you know, the sort of the reasonable doubt, the reasonable doubt that you believe that you would get if you went to court when in fact exactly. you don't. Um, so the I think that there's doubt reasonable doubt different. in this case, but I think that a lot of people get sent to prison uh, when juries just don't have reasonable doubt, or would, you know, that when they would still otherwise have reasonable doubt, but they just assume because the cops, uh, you know, arrested you, you must be guilty. Cops get reasonable doubt, people don't. You know, I've, I've, I've faced this thing in court before. I've actually gone in front of judges as a witness uh, in somebody else's case and said, hey, you know, the, 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 the cops, you know, they used... Uh, um, they use excessive force, and I've used my job as, as kind of a reference. You know, like I'm a bounty hunter, and I was there. Uh, excessive force was used, and the judge basically said, "Well, I uh, I accept this bureaucrat's word over yours." Wow. That's all they do. I mean, that's what happened. I went to, you know, I went to court recently too, and basically he said, "Look, I've got an experienced cop sitting here in front of you. You said you did it." Exactly. You know, I, show, I showed collusion between the judicial and the executive. He didn't want to hear it. Uh, you know, overrode everything I had to say. He ran to the defense of the police officer, said that I couldn't ask him certain questions without him uh, objecting or anything like that. This thing, I'm sorry, it's rigged. Jess, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. So we're going to get to prohibition here uh, in a moment, but th- I had a few more thoughts. Uh, we talked. We started the show out with an email from somebody, and, th- and he had another email that he had sent that there- I wanted to share a little bit from. The issue was how we handled a call last night from somebody who wanted to promote a local political campaign, and 
It's just not appropriate. It's not that I disagree with politics. I have no problem with people running for political office. As we talked about earlier, Julia ran for, uh, for city council at, at my suggestion, as I recall. And, uh, and I have run for you know, political office uh, myself. So I'm no stranger to this world. I've managed political campaigns, etc. It's just that as far as programming this radio show is concerned, we do an open phone show. And it really is an open phone show. I mean, anybody really can call about anything. But when we say it's free talk live, it's a different way of, you know, it's a shorter, more simplistic way of saying this is a show where you can call and bring up whatever, you know, topic that you want. But the idea is that it has to be a topic for conversation. And free conversation live just doesn't have the same flair to it, doesn't have the same ring to it. So, you know, free talk live is, the, is how we market the show. But it has to be conversational. It's not free uh, announcement live. It's not free plugs live. It's free talk live where you get to bring up anything you want and then we talk about it. And there's not much that anybody cares about. And I don't care, certainly, about uh, political campaigns from across the country. And I don't care about your political campaign here in New Hampshire because it's not relevant to my listener. I want to put myself in the shoes of the listener. I program this show as the show that I want to listen to. And I don't want to hear a show like that where people are calling in to plug their uh, their local political campaign. So Charles emailed in. He was a little concerned because he felt like this was kind of a shot at my fellow activists because I'm an activist and a talk show host, and I can see why there's confusion around what Free Talk Live is. When you are of the liberty mindset, as many of our listeners are, some of our most dedicated listeners, we've got different kind of categories of listeners. There's the, there's the kind of person that listens to this show from beginning to end every single day. There's the kind of person who downloads a few shows a week, listens to beginning to end. There's a f- the kind of People person... People tune in their radios as they're driving home who say, huh, what the heck are these guys talking about? Right, somebody will listen for 15 minutes on a drive home or whatever. So there's different users... There are different types of users for free, free Talk Live. And so it's kind of a challenge uh, of programming, essentially, for this show to appeal to as many of them as possible. Because we can't do a show like a podcast where we cover one topic from beginning to end for all three hours. This is a broadcast, and, you know, not a narrow cast. Yeah, getting in, getting in depth on you know, one particular issue and expecting that everybody who's tuned in at the end was also tuned at the beginning. This is a radio show first and foremost, so we can't do things like that like a podcast could. Because most podcasts, uh, podcast hosts know that their audience is mostly listening to the entire show. If you're a podcast listener, it means you can hit pause. Radio listeners don't have that luxury. So we have to continue to you know, continually reset and say this is what we, we've been talking about and here's where we're going next uh, and etc. But Charles writes, he says, it just seems to me that we should all be pulling together and supporting each other's efforts if we want to achieve our common goal of liberty. I don't agree with all the activism that's done, but if it moves us in the right direction, I can put aside my objections. Well, no, you don't believe that, Charles. You don't believe that. There are people that have come to the Free State Project that believe the best path to liberty is pulling out a AK-47 and shooting up politicians. Do you want to work together? I don't want to work with those people. No, I mean, like that's that's well, that's one thing is you don't believe that either. Now, I I get where you're coming from, and I tend to agree largely with where you're coming from. And you know, in this circumstance, we made a judgment call. We may not even be right. I think we are, but we may not be. 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. What is the purpose of this program? I understand why people are confused. It's Free Talk Live. 
The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us once again freetalklive.com and joining you tonight it's ian and julia and mark oh and the features on the site include our webcams you can watch you can listen you can interact the chat room is built into the same page go to cam.freetalklive.com to do all those things and do it for free that's cam.freetalklive.com are you looking for camping hunting or shooting gear do you need camping gear for the porcupine freedom festival ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com, they're family-owned and members of the in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. Some prices are so low they can't even be mentioned on the air. You can get additional 5% off these low prices with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. All right, so 1-800-259-9231 is the number here. It's, I think it behooves us occasionally to have a discussion regarding this program and the purpose uh, that uh, the reason Free Talk Live exists. Because I think that there are reasons why people get confused, and I understand why. If you're in the liberty movement, as we are, because this isn't just a talk show, we're also activists at the same time. We actually get out there and we actually do things for freedom rather than just blab uh, into a microphone. If you're hearing Free Talk Live, it's exciting. Wow. A liberty-minded talk radio program that is clearing on over 100 talk radio stations across the country. Wow, that's a big deal. Like, it took us a long time to get here, but that's something to look at and to be proud of as a, as a liberty-minded person. I mean, it really shows that the ideas of liberty, and like the, the Ron Paul campaign shows us in a much larger fashion, uh, but Ron Paul and Free Talk Live and John Stossel and all these things that are happening now that never happened uh, a decade and a half ago... All these things are very good indicators, and it can be very exciting. And, of course, we also talk a lot about uh, the Free State Project. They're a sponsor of the program. It's the reason we moved from Florida to New Hampshire, the three of us on this program, uh, tonight. And so the Free State Project is an integral part of our lives. It's, it's part of why we're here. And so we're excited about the Free State Project. And so inevitably, if you're someone, as our emailer was, Charles, who's excited about the Free State Project, he just moved 6,000 miles here to New Hampshire from Hawaii. And if you're excited about liberty and you're excited about the Free State Project, you might think to yourself like, wow, there's a show on the air that's on 100 plus radio stations. They're talking about liberty and they're talking about the Free State Project. Well, they should talk about my political campaign or they should talk about, you know, minutia going on in in New Hampshire because we need to do everything we can to achieve liberty in our lifetime. And that's where you get it wrong. Because Free Talk Live, as much as it might appear, is not actually about the ideas of liberty. Not 
first and foremost. Free Talk Live is an open phones panel discussion with a pro-liberty viewpoint. So if someone wants to call and talk about ice cream, there's no real pro-liberty viewpoint on ice cream. We can just talk about ice cream and what's tasty. And at one point, we went around here tonight and talked about our favorite uh, ice creams. It's an open phone show. Any topic goes. There's a possibility we'll talk about relationships for you know two hours. That won't have anything to do with, uh, with the ideas of liberty. We could talk about consumer issues. Okay, we can talk about financial independence, things like that. You were going to say? Well, I was just going to say, if you listen to the original Free Talk Live from the early days, you, I mean, over time, I think that it's definitely got more political just because because of moving up here and being so involved with it and, and hearing about it and witnessing it all the time. But if you listen to the old Free Talk Live, I mean, it really is just an open open phone show. It's it's whatever the callers want to talk about in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, but but you can understand how people would be confused, yes. right? And I think that's really all the issue is here is that uh, this isn't the Free State Project show. It's not the show about New Hampshire and all of the activism and everything that's going on here. It's not that. And I can tell you that if it were that. We would not be on 10 radio stations. I, if I were programming a radio station in Abilene, Texas, for instance, where we're on on Saturday nights on FM Talk, if I were programming a radio station in Abilene, Texas, and somebody sent me a demo of their show, and the first call out the gate is from somebody who's promoting their a political campaign in you know, boring Oregon, why would I take that program? What relevance would it have? To my listening audience in Abilene, Texas. Not much. Yeah. So if that had been the way we were – if we had allowed those sorts of calls at any point throughout this show's history, we would not have 100, not have 20, not have 10 radio affiliates. If we had had 10, they'd all be in New Hampshire, and we don't have that many in New Hampshire. So probably wouldn't even be close to 10. So I hope that I, I hope that's been a kind of a reality check, and I hope that I've explained it sufficiently at this point. Free Talk Live is first and foremost an entertainment talk radio general audience program that is designed for radio broadcasts across the country. Well, I'll take a station in Canada if I can get it, but I don't uh, market to Canada because it's just more. It's just a lot more difficult. But we're we're designed for international listenership. We were actually signed up at one point to be on a station down in Trinidad and Tobago, but I don't think they actually ever got off the ground. There were legal issues with the station. Uh, The the partnership broke up down there. I I just actually called that guy today because I've been following up with him uh, for the last few years because he's kind of been in a struggle with the uh, the other part owner or whatever in court to see who's actually going to end up with possession of the radio station. But, uh, yes, it's an international show. The ideas of liberty are an international concept. I mean, most human beings, I think, value freedom in their own life at the very least and so it's a message that can resonate and we talk about international issues and we'll talk to you at 800-259-9231 as long as it's conversational that uh, a conversation that we can have so i hope that uh, that that makes sense and that you can understand where we're coming from and for those of you that do want to hear a radio show about new hampshire and all of the things that are going on in new hampshire well don't worry we're actually designing one so there will be an announcement about that at some point. Sure, and it'll get on as many stations as it gets on, right? I wouldn't expect it to get on any uh, talk radio stations. It'll it'll be on LRN.FM, and LRN.FM is on some pirate radio, micro radio, community radio stations. But as far as getting it on a licensed uh, talk radio station, it's just not going to be built for that right out the gate. Anyway, so that is coming to you for those of you that are really jazzed about New Hampshire and the Free State Project and want to hear three hours of talk radio focusing on specifically New Hampshire. We will have that for you at some point. 
as presuming I can find enough people to get involved with it because it's going to be like a multi-location kind of show with different hosts. And so it's in the production phase at this time. Let's talk to you about what you want. Fred, listening in Michigan, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Fred. Hey, Ian. Can you hear me okay? Hey, Fred. What's on your mind tonight? Well, um, you were talking about the uh, the, the uh, transit uh, uh, guy that just got out of uh, jail or prison for, I think he got 11 months. Is that, is that what he got? He, uh, he served, served, 11 ele- served 11 months of a two-year sentence for murder. Well, right, it, was, it wasn't right. murder. It was, what was it, involuntary Involuntary manslaughter. manslaughter. Yeah. Right. Accidental death, basically. Yeah. basically. And uh, um, so he got out early on good behavior, that type of thing, good time mm-hmm. credits. And um, I didn't exactly catch your opinion of that. What, 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 Ian, specifically, what was your take on that, him getting out early? You, you weren't happy with the 11 months, or what was well, the... Well, I'm not somebody who believes in, in punitive uh, aspects of, of the system. I think that uh, people who hurt others should make them whole. And that's that has not happened at all. It wouldn't matter to me if this guy was in for 20 years. The victims aren't being made whole in this case. This man's family and his friends and business associates, the people that have had their lives uprooted and uh, screwed with by this cop destroying their friend or their family member. I'll tell you what, we'll bring you back here in a moment and uh, get the rest of the panel in on this. 800-259-9231. You can take control. It's free talk live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Juicy Juice, 100% juice, providing a full serving of fruit in every four ounces. Visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to nutrition, kids need both fruits and vegetables every day to stay healthy and grow. For the ideal mix, your kids should have at least one and a half cups of any veggie or 100% veggie juice and one cup of any fruit or 100% fruit juice a day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash Your Family Today. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in, toll free, bring up anything at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. That's the point of the program. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. All right. And by the way, yet another uh, point of clarification about this show and uh, and its purpose, since its purpose is to form first and foremost entertain, to keep an audience so that eventually they'll hear the ideas of liberty. That uh, also, if your call is not very entertaining, it's not going to last as long as a call that is more entertaining. So there's also no guarantee for how long you get to uh, to stay on the air on this program either. I mean, could you imagine if we guaranteed somebody, if you call Free Talk Live, you'll get a solid three minutes to tell us whatever you want. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine the kind of uh, calls no. that we would get in that case? I just wanted to call in to tell you guys. I mean, we've got people that call with uh, voices that are very difficult to understand in some uh, some cases, or you know, they're incoherent or just just awful rambling. I mean, you have to carry on a conversation to keep yeah. things going. Yeah. So there are certain rules that uh, do apply to this program. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. And to anyone that would uh, would critique us for uh, for these rules, I say, good luck. Start your own show. And see if it works out for you. See if see if having the rules you want to have on your show will uh, translate into having a successful, commercially successful radio program. I can tell you, you don't have to have commercial success to be on the radio. I was just talking with uh, my my radio friend Valerie Silver down in uh, Bradenton, Florida today, and we're hopefully going to have some good news about uh, a new station. Well. 
It's not really new, but it'll kind of be new. Should uh, be carrying us again. Yeah, should be carrying us. Uh, looking at uh, looking at overnights. It's not this official. Is like the fourth yet, or fifth time she's carried us. But we used to be on her station way back in the day uh, in Sarasota, a different station she was managing at the time. And there was this guy who was, you know, the nicest guy. His name was Marty. You remember Marty? I'm not going to claim to have rem- to remember Marty, no. Really? Oh, I remember him. I'm just not going to claim to. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel so bad for Marty. Like, Marty tried really hard to do a show, and like his show at time you know usually the guests carried the show it was like putting an autistic boy on uh, <laughs> on the radio and why was marty allowed on the air he never would have been allowed on the air at any radio that was seeking commercial success from as far as like a ratings uh, advertiser standpoint but this particular station would take anybody who br- could breathe and sign a check and put them on uh, on the air they didn't need to breathe they just needed to sign the check yeah um, and you know, and I don't know how to say this. What I'm saying here with love, um, in the way that I'd love to be able to do that. But what you've said is true. Marty ran a horrible radio show. That he was, didn't even understand how to talk into a microphone. Yeah, I mean, it was like he was over here talking to somebody, and uh, it was you know, like 15 feet away. It was just horrible. Just hard. I tried to give the guy tips, like I would come in because we were on after him uh, back in the day, and I would try gently to, you know, suggest uh, maybe you want to talk right into the microphone. Look, Marty, when you're talking to your guests, you want to position your microphone so when you turn, so that way you don't have to turn your head away when you're talking to them to look in them in the eyes. It's just like basic stuff that he wasn't getting. So. Yeah, we do have a little bit of a – we have standards on this program as far as the, the listenability of, uh, of this show because we want people to listen. And inevitably, they will hear the ideas of liberty as they listen to a show that hopefully they're entertained by. But if, you're, if your show's not entertaining, ain't nobody going to hear your ideas of freedom, right? Makes sense. 1-800-259-9231. Let's continue here. Fred, I think, is still with us in Michigan. Fred, are you there? Yes, I am. All right. So uh, you called in about the Bart cop who uh, murdered a man in Saint, uh, excuse me, out in uh, San Francisco, the Bay Area Transit Authority, and he shot this guy in the back while they had him handcuffed on the ground, surrounded by the police. Yet he still felt the need to uh, to blast this man and kill him. They let him out of jail after eleven months uh, on a two year sentence. And you asked how I felt about it, and my answer is. That I am not somebody who's a fan of punitive jail sentences. I think that we need to have uh, restitution as a sentence in this country to where restitution's people, a tough issue when it comes to murder because you can't really make somebody put a price on life, you put a bullet in their head whole. But obviously, you know, there's there are people that are harmed by this. I would say that that the system that we have right now is almost the opposite of of making someone whole because in addition to uh, you taking someone away from them and not getting any sort of compensation, it's also costing you money to keep them alive. The, the victim has to pay yes. tax money to keep their own uh, the the, the criminal, yeah. the victimizer in jail. And it is not cheap. They're victimized twice. Fred, your thoughts? Well, yeah, that's uh, that's exactly dovetails into what I want to talk about. Uh, um I think the, uh, the better, a better system is a combination of, of punitive and a restitution uh, type of sentence, depending on, on the crime. If you actually have a victim with a, with a, with a victim that was, had a loss, either financial or was assaulted, um, I, I, I don't think it would be a good idea to completely do away with a, a penalty uh, a I agree with liberty you. or freedom. I agree with you. Let me clarify. Because I think that uh, depending on the circumstance, I think that each case needs to be judged individually. And I think having some sort of one-size-fits-all law is silly because then it just pigeonholes 
people into you know square pegs and around holes and such, and, and that's no good. I think that each case needs to be looked at individually. So if, for instance, you actually have a case of uh, like a real involuntary manslaughter case where something happened, an accident happened, somebody got killed, you've got an upstanding member of society who otherwise is incredibly regretful for what he or she has, uh, has accidentally done, that's the kind of person that doesn't deserve to sit in a cage. But if you've got like a Charlie Manson or a Jeffrey Dahmer, somebody who is completely unapologetic uh, for what it is they've done, somebody who doesn't care about human life, who's not interested in, uh, you know, making good or whatever. Yeah, I got no problem putting some, you know, vicious killer uh, in in a cage because they can be they can pay restitution from the inside of that cage doing whatever work that they can do in there. Right. And you're ta- what you're talking about, I think, is something more into the future. I think that it's difficult for people to imagine a world where people don't get punished for crimes, um, you know, punished in sort of a traditional uh, penitentiary kind of uh, manner, uh, you know, for for crimes. But I do think that those people while they're in jail, at the very least, can do things to make their victims whole. Well, uh, can I can I comment a little mm-hmm. further? Yeah. Uh, well, I uh, I happen to be a, a parole probation agent in the state of Michigan, and, and the way things work in the state of Michigan is that we have a system where we actually have a, a law called the Crime Victims' Rights Act that was instituted about 20 years ago in the state of Michigan, which gave victims of crimes uh, certain rights. And uh, one of the rights is to uh, actually address the court uh, at sentencing for uh, felony cases where, where they are the named victim, whether it be an assault or, or a property crime. And then further, that they have an opportunity to requ- request restitution for any losses that they may have incurred. Um, for instance, if they had uh, a vehicle stolen and damaged, then, then they could request restitution for, mm-hmm. to replace the cost of that vehicle and so forth. But I think it, 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 you also have to, or, or it's important to at least have the option to take somebody's uh, liberty away from them. Otherwise, there's no incentive for criminals not to commit crimes is if the only penalty is, well, if I get caught, I just have to pay back. You could, you could no, go and, No, no, no. It's not just steal. paying someone back. It's paying somebody back plus uh, a percentage, you know, plus a, some, some sort kind of, of punitive damage. Yes, something okay, to... Th- well, and, and that, that is in and of itself. Way. That in and of itself is a sentence, right? I mean, when you sign a piece of paper that says, "I'll pay this mortgage," you you spend X amount of your life paying that mortgage, right? Well, we, what we have a system in place is not really in the criminal justice system for punitive damage so much as as a civil. Uh, we have you can take uh, uh, civil action against uh, an individual for for damages that they may have harmed. For instance, the the, the family of the victim in the in the Bark case has filed a civil suit against that individual person that that killed that person, the Bark cop. He is, he was going to have to answer in a civil court, and they're looking going to look for monetary damage. And I can I'm just fashion a guess that there will probably be a, a settlement out of court, or or they'll they'll get some money in in a civil court. Now I think it's important to ask to ask the victims or the victim's family what they would like to see happen. That's fine, but frequently... I always wonder about this, because, um, you know, when it comes to victims and what their desires are, in certain cases, victims aren't going to be happy if the person is killed, uh, that they're, they're cut into little pieces, they're burned, their ashes are spread in the four corners of the earth, and is that really justice? Right, because the victims are likely to want to see revenge, and I agree with Mark that the revenge situation isn't necessarily uh, just. I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? 
ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. You may bring up what you like, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, join us as an amplifier. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. It's 3 bucks a month. That's all we're asking you for. If you can't afford it, don't worry about it. You can still enjoy the website for free. Download the archives, do the chat room, whatever you want. The site is free. So if you appreciate that and you appreciate the show, then you can show your appreciation by amping at amp.freetalklive.com with any major credit card through PayPal or you can use Visa or MasterCard right on our website, amp.freetalklive.com. It allows you to get behind the show financially, help us do things like reach out to new talk radio stations and bring more on board listeners from the Internet, outreach to them through things like Google AdWords or Facebook advertising. Uh, So you can help us with that and help bring new people to the ideas of freedom when you go to amp.freetalklive.com freetalklive.com that's amp.freetalklive.com and you'll get perks like access to the amp only call in lines the amp only forum and more details get signed up amp.freetalklive.com as we continue here uh let's continue with this this discussion because i think it's an important one about justice and what it means is it justice when somebody hurts your family uh, your family member in some way let's say it's not murder but let's just say you know they've hurt them murder is some... a tough issue there's no yeah. doubt and it's it's the one that everyone goes to and i think that there needs to be you know special punishments for for things like that is it justice to have eye for an eye I, you know, some people would say so. There's a very a rec- popular viewpoint. There's a recent uh, case where um, in Iran, I guess a guy threw some acid into the face of a girl who Ooh, uh, turned down his marriage proposal and blinded her for life and made what was a very attractive woman into a you know less than attractive woman um, and blinded her. And what she wanted, and according to uh, Iranian law, was to be able to... Basically, to have a doctor uh, drop acid into this dude's eyes. And, you know, it's difficult for me to sit here and say that I find that to be repugnant. Because I kind of feel for the girl. I, I feel for the girl. I do. I, I, I certainly do. don't feel bad for some that for the guy getting at. Yeah. If that's yeah. the punishments he gets, he I don't have any sympathy for him. I don't have sympathy for him specifically because he's a bad man. But I do feel bad from the perspective that... An eye for an eye, and I know it sounds cliche, but an eye for eye, eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. If continuing the cycle of violence is not justice, 
that's continuing destruction. Right. Justice is about making someone as whole as possible after they have been wronged. And it's sad that people think that this is the best way to solve things. In fact, um, and th- this is the in this case, an eye for an eye really does make the whole world blind, um, at least in these two people's case. And you would think that this girl would be better served, and I don't know if Iranian law allows this, and I suspect it doesn't, but that this guy make a payment to her on a regular basis. Absolutely. I mean, wouldn't the punishment i mean be greater on this guy look you're gonna pay this girl two thousand dollars a month every single month for the rest of your life and if you don't do it you're going to prison correct and then he has the choice of choosing and, and then when you go to prison the money you get paid for turning big rocks into little rocks that money's going to that girl yeah at least All if of it. right at least if, if he stays out of prison and he makes the payments then he still has some level of freedom he can still have some level of enjoyment in his life she's getting some kind of restitution and it's it's at least an, as much of a net positive as you can possibly have out of such a nasty situation sure. I mean, you know that her earning potential has been diminished by the fact that she no longer can see right and so the same thing would apply to him if you go ahead to make him blind, then his earning potential has been diminished at that well, point. Well, his earning potential would be diminished anyway if he have a, has a $2,000 uh, you know, VIG on him every year. No, and no, no. But what I mean is his productivity in the marketplace, his potential to create, his potential to be of value has been significantly diminished. So you've actually removed more value from the world. When, when, you, when somebody gets hurt, when somebody gets killed in some sort of a violent action, their value, that whatever it is that they were adding to the market, to the world, their services that they were providing, the, the product that they might have been creating, that's been a cut out entirely or severely diminished. And all of the people that are connected to that person who had relied on them for showing up at work on time or for taking care of their family or for taking care of the kids or whatever their responsibilities were, they can't handle those responsibilities anymore. So somebody else has to step up and fill that role. And if the idea is that to, uh, to have justice, that you're going to do the same thing, the same violent act back to the person who originally did the violence, then you've taken that person's uh, productivity out of the world. You've taken that person's connections out. You've destroyed their livelihood and their family, and it's just more destruction. It's just the cycle of violence and the cycle of destruction, and that's in no way beneficial overall to all of humanity, and it doesn't benefit the victim either, because as you said, even if you do the most horrendous thing to this individual, this violent person, if you do you know, yep. cut their balls She's off or whatever... She's going to be just as angry at him after she drops acid right. in his eyes if she actually got the opportunity to do it. And I think she still she's can't not. see after right. that. She's going to be just as mad at him, and it's not going to fill that hole in her heart. I understand she's got it. I've got that. I'm Hate clear. hurts the hater, right? But it does. Hate eats you up. Yeah. It, it, it's just eats you up. And there's a lot of people. I mean, first off, let's understand that we're, when we're talking about the judicial system, you're talking about mostly people that are in for nonviolent cr- drug crimes. Uh, it's like half of them, right, Julia? Uh, it's over half. Over half in for those. Nationwide. Then mm-hmm. You're talking about people that are carrying guns that, uh, for whatever reason, they don't want them carrying guns. You're, you're talking about people that have stolen things. And I'm not saying that people should be able to get away with stealing things. I'm just saying that somebody who's stealing something hasn't actually harmed physically another person. And 
you know, maybe the best thing for them to do is to work it off in a punitive amount. I don't mean if they steal your $5,000 car that they've got to write you a check for $5,000. What I mean is if they steal your $5,000 car, they've got to, uh, you know, get you a new car, a replacement value. They've got to, they've got to work off the, the time that you lost at work and all these things, the punitive uh, damages, plus just a certain amount for having been a jerk and stealing something. And I think that these systems could work significantly better. Right. In fact, uh, I and that, talk- by the way, that would probably be 90 to 95 percent. I'm just guessing. I'm just poking at it here of the uh, prison population. Don't forget right, that many aren't. of the people that are considered uh, violent in the prison population are there because of the drug war. And if you eliminated yeah. that, then perhaps they would never have done it. Or even the people that are violent. It was in many cases a heat of passion. It wasn't necessarily a pre thought. I don't know what you're going to do about that. Crime. I mean, well, that, you know, I mean, if a guy kills his wife. It's not like you should just walk away from it. No, no, no. I don't think that uh, that somebody should walk away from it. But uh, let's talk more about the deterrent aspect of this in a moment. But first, take your phone calls and go to Mike listening in Norfolk to WTAR. Hello, Mike. Mike in Norfolk. Uh, very interesting conversation. Welcome, sir. Uh, from, from this standpoint, you show a great deal of logic uh, in uh, trying to reason out what is uh, fair and just until you get to the point about murder. And I think the basic reason for that, uh, where you have such difficulty on murder, is because uh, uh, the uh, uh, Christian, biblical, uh, Judeo-Christian point of view on which uh, our laws are based, uh, or should have been based, uh, let's put it that way, uh, not in actual practice now, but uh, that basis assumes that there is a God, and I think uh, your panel assumes that there is no God. Is that right? No, sir. No, I believe there's a God. I do Oh, not. you do? Yep. Julia, oh, Julia I just know. don't believe that the guy in the Bible is him. This panel disagrees on that particular point. I'm more of Mark's uh, particular viewpoint, but Julia does not believe in it. Well, I don't believe. I don't give it any thought. I don't care. I don't I mean, believe in a daddy God, but I believe that uh, everything is God. I'm a panentheist. Okay, well, here's the point. If, uh, if God is the creator, then uh, he is the one that suffers a loss when he loses one of his victims, uh, one of his uh, uh, creatures to murder, and, uh, and therefore uh, he is the one that has to be made whole. And, of course, the Judeo-Christian point of view says that he demands that there be life for life. Uh, that's how he's made um, Excuse me, excuse me, but from the Christian perspective, there's a certain commandment that says, thou shalt not kill. And I thought Jesus came to fulfill the law, right? And actually the commandment well, no. is, thou shalt not murder, and so you're wrong. Is that right? That's I learned right. it was, thou shalt not kill when well, I was yeah, growing up. Fine, uh, you, you learned the wrong version. It's, thou shalt not murder. Uh, but in fact, Jesus came to fulfill the law, so isn't that law fulfilled? Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Uh, well... 
that's a good question. That's a really good question. So, so here it is. And, like this is the uh, the fact is that the Bible is some you know the, some stuff some people wrote down. You can say that it was uh, inspired by God if that's what you want to do, but I'm not going to choose to say that. So I'd like to address the issue of murder from a logical standpoint. And if you've got that, I'm willing to hear it, but not from the standpoint of uh, you know what the Bible, what some three thousand year old document says. Thanks, Mike, for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. According to Wikipedia, it's that you shall not kill slash murder. So there's different versions of it out there. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. uh, Bring up whatever you want. The Bible wasn't written in English. Hour number three is next. This is Free Talk Live. I still think it's a bad idea to kill people. Poisoning. is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free, bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. Once again, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on our site for free. The main feature actually allows you to go and control the content. So when you go to freetalklive.com, you'll see there's different items down the, listed down the front page with numbers next to them. And those numbers are votes. You can vote up or down whether you like or dislike a particular item on our website. You can create items, new uh, suggestions. What they call we call them show prep. So you submit show prep uh, to the website. Maybe it's a YouTube video or a news article or a blog post. Something you think's interesting. Something you think will appeal to the Free Talk Live listenership. And then others will vote on your suggestion. You get to vote on things as well. And the most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the website. So there's always something new. Uh, that's there, and it's thanks to listeners like you for going and creating that content. So go to freetalklive.com and do get interactive. And by the way, it is completely free. We've been talking, for those of you just tuning in, been talking about uh, the idea of restitution in the court system and what is uh, passed off as so-called justice, which is really just a, a just continuing the cycle of violence, not making victims whole. Sometimes people will get restitution in the current so-called justice system, but it doesn't seem to be very prevalent. Uh, frequently, if a fine is imposed upon an individual for the commission of a, a so-called crime, uh, that has if they actually did commit a crime against a victim, frequently a fine imposed goes to the government and doesn't yeah, actually go to the victim. Hilarious. I was reading a story from a local paper, paper here where, the, where a dog got in and ate some chickens um, in a neighbor's yard, and a fine was imposed for the neighbors who had the dog, and the fine went to the government. So, you know, the person... <laughs> The person whose chickens it's were really f- it's the genius how they've done that isn't yes. it because i think a lot of times people do feel because that they do feel that that justice has been served yep. haha they got a fine but they can't make the connection that it should have it's going to the wrong person yeah, it's going to the general fund or the bureaucracy's budget or whatever so- I, well i was going to say that i had a, a lot of friends when i was a teenage girl i had a lot of friends who got caught shoplifting mm. and none of them ever ever had to give any money back or like you know what they stole none of them ever had to give anything to the business at all it was always community service and fines when were they caught i mean usually if you get caught in the act you get the product back right then well i had some friends who were definitely like compulsive thieves i guess you would Hmm. call them and they had you know they would do it for a while and and i think when they got caught they had been on to them you know and they had had gotten away with stealing a lot of products so they only caught them the last time right they catch them the last time they say you know we see you in here a lot that kind of thing and still i mean 
they never get anything back for all the products they've stolen. Right. So if those people, if those friends of yours had known in advance that if they were being if they had gotten caught for stealing that they would have to pay back the value of all the products that they'd stolen plus some for all the the lost time the fact that the the store has to hire a loss control department or whatever if they knew that that was the case do you think that would have deterred them um probably more likely because especially in this case they were minors and when you are when you get in trouble when you're a minor um it all goes away when you're and 18 and they know it too right so yeah. that's not it's not something you're as afraid of the worst the worst thing about getting caught when you're a teenager doing something like stealing is the fact that your parents find out. You know, right. I, I, I tend to disagree. And I think that uh, people who and, and coming from the standpoint of a person who's committed crimes, I think you do it. And, and not saying you guys haven't committed any crimes, but I've you know committed. I've got my fair share, right? Uh, more than my fair share. And I, I don't think that people believe they're going to get caught. I agree with that as well. So I think it's about justice as opposed to uh, deterrence. I think that people, you know, at this point, you could talk about executing people when they when they get uh, burglary charges or something like that. I don't think it would really stop them because kids don't really think that far in advance. And I think a lot of burglaries are done by people, say, under the age of, oh, I don't know, 22, 23. Just guessing here. That's that's certainly when I did, uh, you know, whatever, whatever kind of stealing that I did, that was when I did it. So I'm of the opinion that uh, you're talking about kind of what's the best thing for society and what's the best thing for the victim, not what's the best thing for the state. And the state has figured out really, really well what the best thing for it is. I understand where you're coming from, but I think that having restitution as a general policy is a deterrent because I'm not saying it's not many a criminals. Do I'm saying know it's as much of a pays. deterrent as you know whatever it is that they else they get because I think it's more of a deterrent than okay. than punitive because if I get to go ahead and do a bunch of robberies and get all kinds of jewelry and diamonds and I met cash, a lot of people who were in prison for robberies, dude. You think that you think somebody would you think while I was in prison that I would have chosen to uh, stay in prison rather than get out and pay fifty thousand dollars a year in restitution to somebody? I mean, I would have loved that opportunity just to try. Give give me an opportunity to do that. I would have slept in a cardboard box instead of being in prison. People mm-hmm. don't want to be in prison. Prison isn't some place where people go to kick their feet up and watch cable TV while they get three meals a day delivered I, to them. I understand that. I'm not saying anybody wants to be in prison. But if you know that you're not ever going to have to turn over the booty, uh, then there's a, there's an inspir- you know there's a reason to it's, keep doing it. It's like it you got your, uh, your criminal justice degree from uh, watching Batman from the 60s. I mean, the c- criminals are not going out there and, <laughs> and burying gold coins in the forest or something. They, they have spent all of the money that they <laughs> ever had long before they ever get caught. The only money that ever gets, co- uh, gets confiscated from them is the stuff they had in their pocket at the time. These people do- generally do not think ahead. I'm sure you can find one in a thousand or something like that that are the kind of person that put things away and uh, ferreted away their money and intended to live on the the bank heist or something like that but the vast majority of people that i saw the committed bank robberies spent the money immediately on crack and hookers all right i see where you're coming from so i i just i think that you've got to look at what's just and what's not just the ones you met by the way were the ones that failed right they got caught Okay, well, aren't you trying to um, – a punishment isn't going to be a proposal for somebody who's not going to get caught. 
You're proposing punishments. Punishments aren't proposals for people too smart to get caught. I don't believe those people exist, frankly, and um, that they're going to get caught at some point or another because nobody's smart enough to not slip up. I would say that a very large percentage of burglary crimes are committed because of drug addiction. Oh, I would agree. And that um, that drug addictions like that can be so strong that that really is the primary motivator in all cases so what you're saying is is that if you illegalize drugs then you wouldn't see the the amount of burglaries that's true very few people if any are committing uh burglaries for alcohol or tobacco how do you why would you need money that bad right now the reason for yeah i agree with you there the real reason for restitution is to make the victims whole i mean that's the real reason for it uh, but i also still believe that to some extent there's a, the deter, there is a deterrent factor but i understand you think make some very persuasive points on that mark um i i do think that the criminal justice system even today could just be refined in some ways i mean you have currently the state profiting off of uh, keeping people in jail you've got this uh, prison industrial complex if you got the state out of imprisonment even if it wasn't out of dispensing justice, if it was just out of imprisonment, then you would see, you know, say, say state certified prisons out there or uh, pris- there's still problems with that. There are privately run prisons and sure, there are pr- still big problems. But prison, but prisoners don't have an opportunity to move from one to another. That's true. To choose they between don't get to choose their competing prison. prisons. Essentially, if prisoners yeah. got to choose between their prisons, then you would find the, uh, the, the you know, the prisons would be more humane, they would be cleaner, they would offer better opportunities to make Market money so prisons. they can send money to the people whom they uh, have harmed. Right. Um, I would also add to that that uh, a society that has a restitution system, I think, would be one that, in general, valued personal responsibility a little more. Um, and I think that's something that's seriously lacking today, where government basically does everything for us. I that's think a, a lot point. of people don't really feel personally responsible or like they have to take responsibility for their actions. So I right. think if we're talking just about such a, a cage, completely... Not, right. If they're just sitting in a cage, they're not really responsible. Right. They're not being held responsible. Right. And the, the whole nanny state uh, system creates an air, it creates a way that it's hard for people to get out of the nanny state because mommy wants to take care of you. And it creates a system where they're disincentivized too. So the only, they, they feel powerless and then they'll do actions that p- powerless people will do. And I'm not point, saying Mark, this is going to solve solve crime, that there will be no more crime. No, no, there no There certainly doubt. will be. But I'm, t- I'm telling you that that you could cut it down by you know 80 percent or just by ending the war on drugs for sure uh but there are people who will go to jail for the purpose and maybe not prison but like homeless guys they'll get arrested just for the purpose of going to jail and getting some free meals i mean those people exist too we're coming up you can take control this is free talk live hello my friends and welcome to a 32nd edition of Verbal Surgery. I'm your verbal surgeon, Tim A. Cummins, here to radiate your brain for maximum gain. And let me tell you, my friends, get on to the verbalsurgery.com train. Come check it out. Listen to this podcast, and you will feel better right now because you are awesome. Looking forward to seeing you at verbalsurgery.com. Take it easy, baby. Awesome. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in, toll-free, bring up what you want. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. And we invite you to our website. You can head on over there, enjoy the features, and if you've got a smartphone, you can access our mobile site for a quick access to our live streams and podcast, m as in mobile.freetalklive.com. That's m.freetalklive.com. Don't miss the SACL CAI Fun Compound at Porkfest 2011. 
You can get your drink on and play some cornhole. The Fun Compound will be the home of Fix Brewing Company. You can get your custom limited-run Porkfest commemorative beer mug and fill it with a tasty beverage. Try the Sticky Porcupine, the Molotov Hefe, or even the Gluten-Free. Also featuring the Agoras Drinking Fountain, wake yourself up with a spicy Bloody Mary, chill out with an ice-cold glass of Atlas Chugged or Liberty. Get your lady where she's trying to go every time with a tall El Osborne. Located directly across from the outdoor stage, the Fun Compound will be the place to party at Porkfest 2011. Sickle CAI Fun Compound. They've got liquor in the front and cornhole in the rear. I can't believe that you made me say that on the air with Gardner Goldsmith, by the way. <laughs> oh, don't think I didn't just make you say it. We're going to make a promo out of it. Oh, great. Well, he couldn't. I couldn't get three words out because he just thought it was really funny. And he made me repeat it, and then he repeated it. That's great. Yeah. You guys had a good time, huh? Yeah. There's yeah. A, there's I'm supposed people, to say this with a serious face. A lot of juvenile no, people not. that listen to the show and, well, do the show, frankly. All right. Uh, by the way, uh, Porkfest coming up. We're going to tell you more about Porkfest in a little bit. It's coming up next week. It's imminent. So it's Days. Not, not too late. To uh, We'll give you more details on how to get involved. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Kevin listening in Indy to WXNT. Hello, Kevin. Hey, I've had 11 in a row before in, in the cornhole. I've That's actually awesome. put 11 in a row. Yeah. I used to pitch a lot of softball. So. Apparently. Okay. Yeah. I got muscle memory. Um, went to court, and in the case of your individual there, it was a civil, so it was preponderance of the evidence. And I had a witness, and I was able to win the case because of the witness. My, myself and the witness trumped the officer. Really? Wow. Now, what was the case? Uh, basically, I drive for a living. I you know, drive people around for entertainment purposes. And uh, it was 3.30 in the morning on a very busy strip. And two individuals were in front of us. They slammed on their brakes, and they were playing laser tag. So basically, I went right of center. And in Indiana, you can go right of center if there's a uh, hazard in the road. Hold or on a second. Place. Who sure, was sure. playing laser tag? Two two vehicles in front of me. They were they were playing. They they were creeping along, stomping on their brakes, and impeding traffic. Did they have laser tag guns, or is this like some sort of car game that you're talking about? It, they had lasers, and they were shooting at each other. And huh. uh, yeah, it was crazy. Okay. And then don't see that every on the brake. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. But when alcohol's involved, anything's possible. All right. And it's a, just an area of town where everybody, when they go home, they're pretty much, uh, you know, intoxicated. So I go left of center uh, to get around it because another car almost slammed in the back of me because it was at the front of an S-curve. So I go about two miles, and a police officer pulls me over. He Somebody radioed him and said I went left of center. But you can go left of center in certain cases. There's Meaning you crossed over the, the line into the oncoming lane? Uh, I well, there also was a there was also was a, a walkway, but uh, yeah, I had to go left to center. That's always a way a officer will give you a ticket. If you go one inch over in, left to center, they can give mm. you a ticket for that. I see. Gotcha. Uh, so anyway, but you were trying to avoid all, an accident, is what you're saying? I was trying to avoid an accident, and uh, yeah, exactly. And that was the big part of it. But uh, there's and also in every law, there's always exceptions to the law, and you have to research that and find it out. Mm -hmm. But as long as you do it in a safe manner, you can go left to center. Uh, Let's say you're going down a two-lane road, and there's a dump truck in front of you or a a garbage truck. Are you going to stay behind that garbage truck for the rest of the day? No. There's paint here, but there's paint in the middle of the road. I can't go over the paint. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) But the only thing I can say is when it's a civil case, preponderance of the evidence rules, and you have to have more preponderance than the other guy. That's basically what it is. And so you were able in the civil case to – who brought the civil case? I'm a little confused. It's, it was a traffic case, but it's always – traffic cases, unless it's reckless driving, 
unless it turns criminal, is always a civil case. Okay, uh, yeah, I guess that, and maybe that's what people don't understand. And a police officer's word means ninety nine percent, except if you can come up like what I did with a witness. Very interesting. So the man in the robe actually ruled in your favor, is what you're saying? Yes, because it was also Indianapolis court, not the town courts I've warned you about in the past. If it was the town court, I would have been found guilty. <laughs> there would have been no way around that. I would have been slammed done. They don't care about the law. Well, isn't a town court only for criminal matters? No, t- town court is supposed to be just for civil matters, and all criminal matters will be passed up. Although they will, remember, that's the one we talked about where they will, the town court, they will turn around and um, they'll hear the criminal court, but if, if you're found guilty, they have to pass it on to the uh, county court anyway. Kevin, thanks. Congrats on your uh, your well. win there. Thanks for the call tonight at 800-259-9231. Let's continue here with your calls about what you want. and Go to Ryan listening in Tampa. Ryan, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind? Hey, um, I've been a long-time listener. This is a first-time caller. Excellent, sir. For about five, five or six years now. Super. Go ahead with your thoughts. But I just wanted to bring up... Um, that, you know, the idea of ignorance of the law is not an excuse. But uh, I ran into an incident where the where the cop expected me to be in- ignorant. What's that mean? Um, a couple months ago, I, I was involved in a car accident. Um, I was driving down a two-lane road in the right lane, and I wanted to make a lane change to the left lane. I checked my mirrors to see if the lane was clear, and being it was, I changed lanes to the left lane. And I always check the rear review mirror just to make sure I... I'm still safe. Mm-hmm. I looked in my rear review, and somebody was coming up really fast and rear-ended me. Oh, dear. So uh, when the cop got there, he came up to me first and decided to ask me uh, what happened. So I explained that uh, I was trying to get in the left lane, and there he was. He came up and rear-ended me. I told him that I made a legal left. Uh, I checked the lane and made a legal lane change mm-hmm. into the left lane. Right then, he stopped me and said, wait a second, stop right there, stop right there. And I was like, okay. He's like, are you a cop? He asked me. I said, no. And then he replied, well, if you're not a cop, how can you tell me what's a legal lane change or not? Well, hold on just a second. Well, how can a cop tell you what a legal lane change is? I mean, <laughs> when, not a lawyer. when did these guys become the arbiters of the law? The, the, I mean, ah, that, that's ridiculous. That's the suggestion <laughs> here is that only... Only somebody who's involved in the legal system would know. Yeah, that's exactly that. But aren't you required to know all of the laws? Because you're required to obey them all. Ignorance of the law is uh, not acceptable, but or not you you can't use it as an excuse, but... There's, it's impossible for me to know what a legal lane change is. <laughs> right, but when you bring up that you knew what the law was, then the the, the first result re- response is denial on the part of the police officer. Well, you couldn't possibly. Yeah, and it, the thing <laughs> is, he said it like very authoritatively, like. Wait a second! Stop right there. There's no way you could know that. <laughs> I just thought it was a ridiculous situation, but wow. overall, he was pretty nice. But I just remember that as being a yeah. Did you end up getting found uh, responsible, or was it the individual who rear-ended you? I actually had a witness that said the guy that rear-ended me was uh, weaving in and out of traffic. Mm. So it actually went in my favor. Yeah, Although good. a lot of people told me that it might not have gone in my favor because apparently in Tampa, Florida, um, it doesn't matter if the person in the left lane was going 1,000 miles per hour. If I switch lanes in front of them, technically it's still my fault, which I think is stupid. But. Interesting story, and thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, Ryan, at 800-259-9231. Your thoughts coming up. 
1-800-259-9231. Plus, if we get a chance, Julia is going to share us the prohibitionist position on why, well, they think prohibition is scientific. We'll explain. 1-800-259-9231. You take control of these airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live has partnered with Amazon, the largest internet retailer. Imagine a department store category, and Amazon has it. Books, electronics, office products, furniture, jewelry, automotive, toys, clothing, sporting goods, and dozens of other categories. Now you can shop and support Free Talk Live by entering Amazon through our website. Go to shop.freetalklive.com, and Amazon will send us a portion of your purchase. You're going to do the shopping anyway, so remember to enter through our site at shop.freetalklive.com. That's shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Porkfest. It's happening in under a week's time. I've got to double-check my camping supply list. I've got to make sure I've got everything because... It's a blast. You want to make sure that you've got whatever you need because you don't want to have to go run out to Walmart or whatever, although there are stores in the area. It's not like we're out totally in the middle of the woods. Rogers, Rogers Campground is not real camping. It's not like you're hiking out into you know 12 miles into the deep, deep woods with uh, just what you can carry on you. It's, it's a campground. It's relatively convenient to Lancaster, New Hampshire, and you know there's, there's a Shaw's uh, grocery store down the road, etc. Uh, some of the campsites have uh, water and, and power in them. They do have more rustic sites. Uh, there's RV sites as well. So you can be uh, somewhat more comfy in, uh, in this particular campsite. And it's not about the camping, though. It really isn't. It's just an excuse to get together with like-minded, liberty-oriented people. And that's the real reason to come to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. You've heard us talking about the Free State Project, raving about it. It's the reason we moved to New Hampshire, to be together with like-minded, liberty-oriented people who are willing to do something to achieve liberty in our lifetime. These folks are getting together, lots of them. Lots of the personalities that you hear on this program will be in New Hampshire. We'll be in the uh, the Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains coming up next week. Starting on Monday, that's when the fun officially kicks off. And uh, there's just events scheduled all week long. Everything from family fun activities to games to contests. Uh, there's going to be a per- live musical performances, from what I understand, as well as, of course, Free Talk Live broadcasting live uh, from the event every single night. So much going on. It's impossible to cover it all. There's a, a full schedule. It's just so packed full of stuff. It's hard to even see everything uh, that's going on in this, the schedule. You can go to porkfest.com to learn more about some of the goings on. And, of course, there's more that's happening. This is not even on the schedule. People are going to self-organize. They're going to do their own thing. The Alt Expo is going to be there, and they've got their, their own schedule of, of uh, events that, uh, that is going on. So go to porkfest.com, learn about what Porkfest has been, and then find out what it's going to be this year. Because it's going to be even bigger and better this year than it has ever been in the past. It's going to be a blast. And it's too bad, Julia, that you won't be able to make it this year. Maybe next year. Yes, maybe. Uh-huh. I am doing some very important Free Talk Live behind-the-scenes work, though. So. This is true. You will be holding down the fort, uh, so to speak, uh, in the in the meantime, thank goodness. So I've had to make some big sacrifices. Somebody's P-O- got to do it. Yep. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Porkfest dot com. 
Get on over there, learn about the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and when you're ready to sign up, because it's not too late, use our discount code to save yourself 20%. The discount code is FREETALKLIVE. It's all run together as one word, no spaces. FREETALKLIVE, save you 20% at PORCFEST.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. As we continue with your phone calls, let's go to Robert, listening in Indy to WXNT. Hello, Robert. Oh, Robert. sorry there. Hey, what's on your um, mind tonight? I was, I was just, I really like the point you guys had made about, um, you know, the, oh, let me start over. I'm sorry. I'm sure, the, no problem. Robert and well, Indy, go ahead. Okay. All right, sorry. Well, bottom line is, I went to prison. Um, I was full, you know, I was remorseful. I went, I went before the judge, admitted, you know, what I'd done, and that was pretty naive of me, but, um, what I was just trying, I was trying to, you know, make up for what I did. I, I felt bad, and then, uh, you know, I do my time, you know, three years, which I think was a pretty long time. But what I did you do? You know, well, um, it's hard to talk about. I, I committed a sex offense, oh. so that puts that puts me on a registry where I have to report to our, you know, our county every year. It's okay um, if you don't want to get into detail, but sex offense can mean a lot of things. It can mean everything from as exactly. serious as rape and molestation down to just peeing in the park and getting caught. Or having right. sex with a girl exactly. that's 15 that you thought was 19 or something like that. Yeah. So exactly. just because you did a sex offense doesn't mean you're a bad guy. So I don't know if and, you want to get into more detail, but it's up to well, you. Well, the thing you said about, the thing you said about putting uh, round, you know, round pegs in a square hole, that really makes a lot of sense when it comes to that. But the bottom line that I wanted to get to was, you know, I did my time. I did my time. I got out. You know, now I'm still serving, you know, some sort of, you know, time. Yeah, you got you got a life sentence on that sex offender registry. Well, no, unless... no. no? It's 10 years. 10 They'll years, take you yeah. off the registry in 10 years? Yes, they will. Wow. That's, That's a long time. in the meantime, though. yeah, it's, it's long. And now in the meantime, you know, it, to find a job, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's hell. I bet it is. These people have, you know, pe- the employers have the right to go look into your background and then make a judgment on that rather than, well, you know. Do you have a probation officer? Do you have a probation officer? Oh, no. No I'm, I'm cl- okay. no, I'm clear of all that, but I still have to register. Okay. So um, the, the employers can look into your background. Do you find that they do? Because I, I found, my experience was that they did not look into my background on a uh, majority of circumstances. I believe one time they did. Well, a lot of a lot of the jobs because I'm 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 qualified. You know, basically I, I'm a salesperson and I'm qualified to do that. But when I go for a job like that, then most of the time they want to look into the background. I've even been told that if you have a felony, we will not hire you just because of legal reasons. I believe that the American for Disability Americans with Disabilities Act, uh, you know, is is it's a suable offense to say something like that. Um, however, I think that uh, you know. I understand why somebody would choose to do it, but in fact, I've in I'm in sales and I managed to get you know great jobs paying you know good money um, and and you spent nine years in prison. And I for spent murder. nine years in prison for murder. I mean, you can't you your charge can't sound much worse than murder, you know? Right, exactly. So uh, there's there's hope out there. It's essentially putting out uh, applications. And worst case scenario, fa- the fact is I didn't really come out of the closet as far as my charges go until I s- believed that Free Talk Live was going to be a success. Uh, you know, that's 
And so there's always starting your own business. They can't do anything to you for starting your own business unless you want to go into one of these licensed fields. I think that you can't be a, a mortuary te- technician. Daycare provider. Yeah, right. I, think, I think you can't be a, a dentist. Hey, well, I really appreciate talking to you guys. And ironically enough, I found you guys while I was sitting behind bars. <laughs> Oh, Funny. really? Were you listening to, uh, you're there in uh, in Indy, so were you listening to WXNT in jail? That's right, I was. Oh, right on. Glad to hear that the... Radio is uh, one of the few pieces of uh, sort of entertainment that you can control yourself. Yeah, um, you know, you're- yeah I, I've always I've always listened to talk radio, but when I found you guys, I was just, I was stunned. I was, I've never heard anybody talk like that, and it's just, it's a breath of fresh air. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Were you, uh, were you, it was one of those prisons where you had your own radio, or was it like the day room kind of thing? No, you have your own radio. Okay. You can do that. Cool. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I love hearing about that when that happens. And, it, you know, we don't, you don't hear about it very often, but there was one guy who actually sent a letter uh, to us from an Auburn prison in New York. And we're on uh, on weekends uh, there, WAUB, and so he's a, a dedicated listener because well, you don't have much else to do while you're while you're in prison, and so I think it's great because we're getting the message of liberty into people that are behind bars. It's a message of peace, personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? What? Who, who else would you want to find this message? This is a message of empowerment, and these are people that need this message. Let's talk to Shadow, listening in Alabama, to WBHP in Huntsville. Hello, Shadow. Hey, how are you doing, Aaron, guys? What's on your mind? Uh, well, one thing, that previous caller, I know one job he can get with no problem. His background wouldn't hurt him. That's go to work for the TSA. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't worry about it. Good point. <laughs> yeah, anyway, just real quickly right here. One time in Nashville, Tennessee, I got in with some people. We were in this courtroom. We were charged with third-degree burglary, but I was able to convince the judge that uh, actually no crime had been committed because I said that uh, the cops... This cop right here that's saying that we were guilty of that knows my fiance and he's trying to get me out of the way so that, uh, you know, he can have her. So the judge asked the cop if he knew my fiance. He said, yeah. Uh-oh, conflict so of interest. Good, that was good enough uh, for the judge right there. And he says, now, I should let, let you all go, but he says, when I put this black robe on, he says, I don't care what the law is, I do what I want. So we all wind up getting... Three years probation, anyway. You know what a what a refreshingly honest statement on uh, man's part. Thank you. Uh, that wears a robe. Thank you for Holy the call crap. tonight. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. When I put this black robe on, I can do what I want. So screw the law. Isn't that just a summary of basically what happens in courtrooms? It, in a lot of cases, I'm afraid so. You've got to know the law and able to be able to stop stuff like that. There's more coming up here. Uh, moments remain enough time for you and your thoughts at 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed liberty media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, and more, all originating here. Though, it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. 
See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, free books, a forum, and activist tools you can download and use in your area at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. Talk Live. Moments remain. Maybe enough time for your thoughts. If you call in now at 800-259-9231, that's the SACL CAI toll free line. Join us online at freetalklive.com, where we give you the features for free. You can enjoy features and uh, like our, our archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, you can just download, click, they're yours, right there on the front page. Last week's worth are there at the top. And then if you click into the archive section, it takes you all the way back to late 2006. All of that is free for you at freetalklive.com. So, Julia, you have a piece from the propaganda department uh, known as the ONDCP, which I don't even know if that's a government agency. They may get some government money. I'm not sure even how those uh, folks are organized. The Office of National Drug Control Policy. I guess that does sound kind of governmental, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know either, though. I was thinking of the, maybe I was thinking of the Partnership for a Drug-Free America. That's yeah. not the uh, the government one, but the ONDCP. Say the ONDCP's government. I, I yeah, thought. I think you're right about that. This is a blog by them. I, apparently, they've been doing this for a while. I just noticed somebody's getting paid 120,000 dollars right. a year to write blog. The of substance blog. once a week. Once a week. Yeah. So this is is written. This blog post is written by the director of the ONDCP. Um, it's titled drug policies must be rooted in science. So right off the bat, I'm thinking, oh, finally something sensible. Um, but that's not really the case. That's not really what the, where they were going with this at all. Uh, it starts out last week, the global commission on drug policy issued a report calling for the decriminalization of illicit drugs based on the notion that global efforts to reduce drug use have been a failure. That's a notion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Certainly. You know, it's funny that you say that because I, th- I think that there's actually serious, hard evidence and numbers that it's a failure that prove that it is a failure. It's well, not it's a notion at all. It's taking a lot of tax money from a lot of people. That's true. It's successful at enriching the bureaucrats who are enforcing the law. Certainly, given the stature of commission and the long-term challenge of drug policies, both nationally and internationally, the commission's message may appear compelling at first. But there are serious flaws with both the report's conclusion and its proposed remedy. We agree with the commission that the balanced drug control efforts are necessary, which is why this administration's national drug control policy is a market uh, departure from past strategies. So it suggests the way I'm reading this is that they have a new they're proposing something new or they have some new ideas here. Sure. We support diverting nonviolent offenders into treatment instead of jail by encouraging alternatives to incarceration. Encouraging. But that doesn't mean that the the town or municipality actually has to do it because there's a heck of a lot of people who nonviolent offenders who are in jail for these offenses. Right. And I'm actually 100 percent opposed to putting people into treatment instead of jail, because while treatment may be a little nicer than jail, if it's forced, they're not going to get help. There's no value. The, yeah. I mean, the the. And they're a detriment to the people that are there that want to get help. I mean, That's the, true. the Alcoholics Anonymous program, and this is this is what most treatment centers are based on. The only requirement for membership is a desire to stop using. If you have ever been to an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, you'll know what I've said is true because they read this stuff right in the beginning. The only 
requirement for membership is a desire to stop using. If you don't have a, re- a desire to stop using, Get then out. no judge should ever send you there because you're ruining it for everybody. But the reason they're doing this is because the people running these drug clinics are politically connected, and this is a way for them to get guaranteed business. Money, money, money. As a former police chief, I and my colleagues know that we cannot arrest our way out of the drug problem. But we'll try. Yeah, I was going to say, so stop doing it. As I've stated before, drug use should be addressed as a public health problem because we know drug addiction is a disease that can be successfully prevented and treated. I personally don't really agree with that statement at all, that it's a disease. I don't know. Um, It's a very common point of view, but it's based on the AANA model. You know, I think that there's merit on both sides of this. Okay, so there are people that uh, appear to be genetically predisposed to uh, being a sort of addicted types. And I just took a genetic test recently online, took one of those things, gave them a, in a vial full of spit, and they told me, you know, you're you're more likely to have sarcoidosis and less likely to be drug dependent. Actually, I was more more than uh, 50% likely to be drug dependent. And, oh, what a surprise. I'm kind of good at being drug dependent. And they... You know, so I do think that there are some genetic markers for this. You can call that a disease. You can call that a genetic disease if one wishes. But at the same time, if you disempower somebody by calling it a disease, then then they could use that as an excuse or a crutch in their life. Yeah. I'm not sure which one of these. You know, hey, I'm genetically inclined. You know, yeah. I can't control. It. Hand that hand that cigarette over here. You know, by the way, uh, Julia, I was looking here. You mentioned uh, he was a former police chief, and that clued me in because you'd said something about the drug czar getting fired. Yeah. Uh, or quitting. You said quitting. He quit. He quit. This was written by the drug czar. Really? Yeah. Gil Karolkowski or whatever. Well, he calls himself. Oh, so we must. This must be his new position. The because it says he's director the, of the National Drug Control Policy. So he must have stepped down to something else, unless it's the same title, drug czar yeah, and not sure director about that. of. I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, legalizing illicit drugs increases drug use and the need for drug treatment while also making it more difficult to keep our communities healthy and safe. Okay, so that ma- sounds like it makes Poppycock. sense. But the fact is that um, the, the, what was the, the head guy there at Leap Law Enforcement? Jack Cole. Jack, Jack Cole. Cole. No longer law- the head guy is a new guy. Yeah, the, the, the Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. You know, he gave a speech at uh, the Liberty Forum, and he claimed, and I can only assume that this is true, that in fact, in, ni- in 1900, three percent of the the population was addicted to drugs, and all mm-hmm. drugs were legal. And today, three percent of the population is addicted to drugs, and all drugs are legal. You know, or what does addicted? Well, excuse me. Uh, yeah, they're not illegal, so they're incarcerating everybody. So, and if you the- want that source, go contact Leap Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. Leap.cc is their website. They cite their sources on all this stuff. It's not like he's just pulling it out of his butt. No, and this guy was a police, a narcotics officer for a long time. That's correct with the state police. So yeah. he was at one point in time a drug warrior. He did undercover stings and mm-hmm. things like that. Now, I don't know that it doesn't increase some usage. I would think that it, making marijuana... Um, Only temporarily, legal. according yeah. to the statistics out of the Netherlands, uh, once they decriminalized their marijuana there, that uh, there was a slight spike, from what I understand, uh, while people who, woo, I can go and buy it now in the store or go to the coffee shop, whatever, but then it dropped off. The usage rate actually dropped off below what it was, especially among teenagers, which is really the interesting, uh, you know, the aspect of this, because everybody's all concerned for the children. Well, it turns out that in places where drug decriminalization has, yeah. has happened, teenagers use drugs less. Legalizing drugs helps kids. Well, 
if you think about uh, some of the drinking laws in Europe, uh, they, they don't have the 21 and up. And it's my understanding that they do not have the binge drinking problems mm-hmm. of American teenagers. Not it's true. Not the same. There still is some drinking problems, but it's not anywhere close to the amount that we have here. Sure. American true. kids are told that they can't touch alcohol until they're 21 years old. So that 16, they're going to try their best to do it. Whereas, uh, you know, European kids, they get wine with dinner. Mm hmm. Our national drug control uh, strategy is science-based, and science shows that illegal (laughs) drug use is associated with specialty treatment admissions, fatal drugged driving accidents, mental illness, and emergency room admissions. Boy, now that is a really... What's the claim here? No, no, no. This is such a vague statement. He makes it sound like this is really serious, Mm -hmm. but all he really says is that illegal drug use is associated with those things. That's almost meaningless. Remember the the statistics about uh, drunk driving, where the Mothers Against Drunk Driving will count a traffic accident as drug or drinking related if the passenger was drunk? That's what we're talking about here. When they say something's right. associated with an emergency room visit, that that, not, that doesn't have anything necessarily to do with the you know a claim that somebody was actually on drugs going to the emergency room. And by this very logic, this science right here, why isn't alcohol legal? Because all of these things, fatal drug driving accidents, emergency room admissions, specialty treatment admissions, all of this. Yep. A- I bet alcohol is number one on this list. Alcohol is an extraordinarily dangerous drug, and people die from consuming it. Uh, just consuming it, certainly uh, they kill more people in the accidents. So why not? Why not make alcohol illegal, and uh, or why not legalize drugs and only criminalize the behavior of driving while on them? I am strongly of the opinion that alcohol is is the hardest drug, harder than heroin. And I think that driving on drugs is less dangerous than driving on alcohol. And I'm not saying that driving on drugs is a good idea. But I think that alcohol, especially in large quantities, and alcohol really does have, it gives you a compulsion to redose. That's there. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people have problems with that. Um, And it gives you the confidence, too. In my opinion, there is I have never, ever been as messed up and as incapable of functioning as when I have drank too much alcohol. Never. It it can kill you. It has killed people. Yeah. Hey, I wish we had time to finish this. Yeah, me too. But we don't. So maybe we'll get to it another time. Maybe bookmark it and we'll come back. Okay. This guy is the top dog when it comes to uh, enforcing the war on drugs and and the funny thing is, when he was brought on as the drug czar, some of the people in the drug legalization community were excited because he apparently was friendly toward marijuana decrim out in Seattle, but he hasn't done anything like that since he's been in office in D.C. Power corrupts. We're coming up. See you tomorrow night. Free talk Did you know the U.S. dollar was once a silver certificate? Nowadays, mentions of silver are nowhere to be found on the new Federal Reserve notes. The Fed can print as many dollars as they wish, thereby inflating the money supply and making the dollars that you have worth less and less. In fact, since the creation of the Federal Reserve in 1913, the U.S. dollar has lost 98% of its purchasing power. The situation keeps getting worse. There's an alternative to the Federal Reserve note, and it's called the Liberty Dollar. The Liberty Dollar is a private, legal currency that's 100% backed and 100% redeemable in gold and silver. It's America's second most popular currency. Every time you spend a Liberty Dollar, you're helping return America to value one dollar at a time. Not only is it simple and fun to spend the Liberty Dollar, but how would you like to get paid for it? That's right, you can get the Liberty Dollar at a discount and use it at a profit. 
For more information, please visit dollar.freetalklive.com or call 1-800-NEW-DOLLAR. That's 1-800-NEW-DOLLAR or visit dollar.freetalklive.com.